0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Ever since Covid hit, there's been no shortage of commentators pointing out that the Prime Minister and her ministers have had huge visibility in our media. By comparison, the opposition has struggled sometimes to get the oxygen of publicity. So it was a bit of a surprise that National Party leader Judith Collins turned down an agreed interview with NewsHub last Wednesday, as its political editor Tova O'Brien told viewers that night. You've got to remember this is all happening in the context of Covid. National has been fighting for airtime, fighting for relevance, fighting to talk about what matters to New Zealanders. The same morning, Judith Collins also turned down RNZ's morning report for an interview because she said they wanted to ask her about three staffers that have left her office lately and she said that was a private matter. Now, last week, a press officer who left her side earlier, Janet Wilson, told the spin-off that Judith Collins was prone to paranoid storms and unfit to lead the party. And in her stuff column, Janet Wilson said she was trying to save the National Party, which she said now needs to provide the best ideas for real problems that communities face in this country in these complicated times. And on the Herald's new politics podcast on the tiles this week, political reporter Thomas Coglin said some national MPs have been coming up with some of those. It gets quite emotional too when you have weeks when the opposition actually does do a good job, sticks to the message, actually raises light floats and quite good issues. I thought the MIQ policy last week was, was a fairly good one, and it just sort of sinks like a stone and no one cares. Chris Bishop has been really on message. Yeah, He has been proposing solutions and critiquing the government where they deserve to be critiqued. And it hasn't worked yeah. for him and it hasn't worked for National. And Oh well, you know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a contrast to the leader who has been frankly quite hysterical recently and political reporters have seemed far more interested lately in that hysteria rather than the party's plan for miq or other policies on nine to noon's regular monday morning politics slot this week host katherine ryan said there wouldn't actually be a change of leadership for a while yet even so katherine ryan asked her pundit from the left last monday shane tapo this question who would you pick
0: I, I would go with someone like uh, Nicola Willis, um, combined with uh, with Laxton. And interestingly enough, those two people were doing a, a, a Facebook um, talk last night on on housing, and uh, you know that's uh, in, in that area. Uh, Nicola Willis has been very successful.
1: In late July, National actually released a fresh policy on housing and homelessness. It proposed emergency powers to speed up house building and release land, grants to local authorities for new dwellings, and limiting the RMA's oversight of district plans. This was the party's fifth policy put out under the banner of Demand the Debate, but the housing policy received far less media attention than the semantics of that particular slogan. In their Facebook Live session on housing last Sunday night, Nicola Willis floated things like rent-to-buy schemes modelled on overseas ones and community housing organisations to build and buy more homes.
0: And there's some real innovation in terms of allowing people to pay rent that then goes towards a purchase, in terms of sharing ownership between them and another agency or even the government, long-term leases of land in which 1st home buyers buy a property over time progressively pay back the lease.
1: Interesting ideas, but none of them were mentioned anywhere in the media either even in the week that fresh stats showed median house prices up by 25% nationwide in the past 12 months. This week, National Party's Shadow Treasurer, Andrew Bailey, also put out a six-point plan for supporting COVID-hit businesses in the week that the government was criticised for its amended assistance package. So when National Business Review political editor Brent Edwards spoke to Andrew Bailey about all that last Monday in a video chat... Andrew Bailey was grateful, but disappointed that there seemed to be so little space for stories about it, alongside all the ones about the pressure on his party leader. It is incredibly difficult to get the message
0: out, and you really have to fight for a media space to get it out. But that's our job to do it, and we will persevere with it. Um, Look, there's clearly been a whole lot of media um, speculation around Judith Collins. I think it's pretty unhealthy why the media... Um, there doesn't appear to be anything new in any of the stories. They seem a, a regurgitation of the same story. Yes, we are polling low in the polls, and that's something we have to address. Um, and we need to come out with good policies. Here I put out a six-point plan. I struggle to get it out, actually, in the media.
1: Perhaps wisely, Andrew Bailey didn't go on to aggressively demand a debate about that. But there is something there for our editors to ponder. The ACT Party's leader, David Seymour, made the front page of the Dominion Post the same day by driving an ice cream van to Parliament to highlight the travails of small businesses. There's nothing new about opposition MPs being aggrieved that the media aren't amplifying their ideas or statements in the way that they would like. But while the media have repeatedly criticised the National Party under Judith Collins for failing to focus on things that matter, the same can be true of the media when her MPs actually do. Well, that's all we have for you in Media Watch this weekend, but we'll be back with more on the media at about 10.30 next Wednesday night with Midweek Media Watch on Nights with Brian Crump, and then back again with more Media Watch at the same time next weekend here on RNZ National.